I was having dinner with an older Baptist minister one time, and he started to tell me about his life when he was recently ordained. He said he came hard charging out of the gates, wanting to, you know, change the world. And so he came out just preaching strong, organizing programs, trying to organize revival, just going as hard as he could to try to build God's kingdom. And he said, you know, I was really burning the candle at both ends. And one day I sat down to read the scriptures and he came down and he fell on this gospel passage. And he heard Jesus say to him, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he said he laughed out loud. (laughs) He said, yeah, right, God. (laughs) Your yoke is, this is easy? This burden is light? This is the hardest and most burdensome thing in my life. You got to be crazy. And then he said, right as he said that to God, he felt Jesus say to him, he said this, I didn't make that yoke. You did. He said, I didn't make that yoke. You did. And he said, in that moment, he was convicted by Jesus. And even as a minister, he was running around and he was doing all these things for God, but apart from God. He decided to do all these initiatives and programs and he was burning the candle at both ends, but he hadn't really consulted God about any of it. And he said, he was really convicted and he said, in that moment, God started to teach him the difference of doing things for God and doing things with God. And in our lives, many times we will do many things for God. We'll say, God, I'm going to do this for you, but you just sit over there, take it easy. I'm going to orchestrate it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have the energy. I'm going to have the ingenuity. And it's all going to be for you. Isn't that nice? I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> and that's good. And that's a good starting place. But in the gospel, Jesus says there's a yoke that he has that he wants to give us. That's light. And that helps to make things easier. He wants to carry that yoke with us. And he really intends for us to do life with him. I don't know if you were here when I was here for Pentecost, but talking about that idea of inviting God along with us in our life. Instead of God being there and us being here, inviting us to come along with us to the grocery store. Come along with me into this family reunion. Come along with me into this moment of my life. Come along with me into the workplace. It's a very different way of going about our lives than just having God over there and us being over here. How do we make that transition? I'll tell you one more story which I think helps to illustrate the starting point of really starting to live our life with God and not just for God. I met a guy here in Mobile who told me this story, Catholic guy, and he told this story of when his eldest son was about eight years old, he got really bad tendonitis to the point where his son could hardly walk without crying. And they went to the doctors and really the only thing they said was, you really can't do anything. You just kind of have to not walk and rest and maybe in six or seven months, this will go away. And so this, this guy was really torn up to see his son. Eight year, you know, you want to run, you want to play, and, and he's crying to even take a step. So he'd heard at one of the parishes here in Mobile, they were having this charismatic prayer meeting. And people were praying for healing. And he thought to himself, I don't even know if I believe in that. I don't even know if I think God does that kind of stuff. He said, but 
He was desperate, so he went to this prayer meeting. And he goes to this prayer meeting, and at some point, they bring his son, and a lot of people lay hands, and they pray, and they ask God to heal his son. And as they're walking out of the prayer meeting, his son looked up to him and said, Daddy, my, my legs don't hurt anymore. And he said, well, well, we'll see, we'll see. He's probably just caught up in the emotion of it. So they went to bed, he woke up in the morning, and his son comes running down the hallway. And he says, Daddy, can I play basketball? He said, I guess so. <laughs> so he said, I really wasn't sure if I believed all this. I couldn't really deal with it, so I just went to work and tried to forget about it. And I came back, and my son's still playing basketball. And he said, I was, for the first time in my life, I was struck by the presence of God. And he said he walked into his backyard. He said, never done this before. But he looked up to heaven. He reached his hands to God. He said, you're there. You're really there. And then he prayed this prayer. He said, I give you everything. And I want everything that you've got for me. He looked up to God. He said, I give you everything. And I want everything that you've got for me. I give you my wife, I give you my kids, I give you my business, I give you my house, I give you my car. I give you everything. And I want everything that you have for me. It's a powerful prayer. And he said in that moment his life changed. Because in that moment he gave his life to God. He put his life in God's hands. He gave God permission to come into his life and to start living with him and to start showing him the life of the Spirit. It struck me at uh, the morning Mass as people came up for communion. They were coming up like this. And it's so important because the God that we hear about in the first reading, our Savior comes meek and humble riding on an ass. He is meek. We have a meek and we have a humble God. He could come into our lives and just make us live with him and be his friend and do things his way. But he comes to us meek and humble. And we get that, especially as Catholics. Look at how he comes to us. When he comes on this altar, look how meek he is. He just sits there. He looks in the appearance of bread and wine, but he's there. He's here with us. But we have to walk forward and say, I give you everything. I want everything that you have for me. Now you might be listening and thinking, I'm too old for that. I'm too old to give him everything. It's too late for me. It's never too late. Because God has a plan for all of us. He has love for all of us. But he has a yoke for all of us that is easy. And his burden is light because he intends to carry it with us. And so think about that as we continue this Mass and as you come up here to receive communion. If you've never done it before, think about just saying, God, I give you everything. I give you my life. I give you my family. I give you everything that I have. And I want everything that you have for me. Our God is meek and humble. He's not going to force his way into your life. But if you invite him, he will change your life. And he will teach you, as our second reading says, to live according to the Spirit. And not to the flesh. We're used to living to our own flesh. It's our ideas. It's our agendas. It's our thoughts. It's our willpower. It's our insights. We're doing it. 
God never intended it for it to be that way. He never intended for him to be here and us to be here. He always intended for us to live life with him. And when we give our lives to God, we say, God, I give you control. Then we give permission to the spirit, which is already in us completely because of our baptism. It's strengthened because of our confirmation. But we have to give him permission to start to inform our thoughts, our decisions, how we spend money, how we have kids, how we raise our kids, how we treat our parents, how we talk to people on the street, how we do everything. Because God is God. He wants to be a part of everything. And so let us think about our loving God and this yoke he wants to put on our shoulders. And even at this Mass, as you come up for communion, think about, God, I give you everything. And I want everything that you've got for me.